Well, hello again. And again. And again. And again. Into another episode. Another session. Another dimension. Another paradigm. of beyond words and expression. Beyond speech, beyond action. So, today is according to the Calendar understanding. It's March 1st. Twenty twenty. Today's topic will be touching upon or maybe tiptoe around be tiptoeing around the topic of basically I would say contradiction and hypocrisy maybe we can call it contradiction and hypocrisy Mm -hmm. or basically there's something around there, I guess. Basically, contradiction and hypocrisy. Um, what are these words? What do these words mean? What do they stand for? So I think we um, take a peek into the definition of the word itself. You have the word contradiction. Definition of the word contradiction is a situation or ideas in opposition to one another. Basically saying one thing and then doing another from what you're saying. Like claiming you're a God but acting human, I guess. It's another example. Now, the definition of the word hypocrisy. The definition of the word hypocrisy, according to the dictionary, is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. A person who pretends to have certain beliefs or attitudes and feelings when they really do not. So, once again, the definition of contradiction, a situation or ideas in opposition to one another, saying one thing and then doing another, 
the definition to hypocrisy. The practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. A person who pretends to have certain beliefs or attitudes and feelings when they really do not. So why am I going into the definition of it, of these two words, contradiction and hypocrisy? Why do I feel the need to touch upon this at this moment? Well, basically, without an understanding or a deeper underlying understanding and understanding and overstanding of these two words, self-judgment and self-questioning becomes heavy within the mind of an individual. But if you're aware, and awareness goes beyond words, goes beyond everything, because goes beyond anything and everything, letters, words, anything physical, the principality of things. What is the principle of a contradiction? What is the principle of hypocrisy? What are these things saying? If you are aware of these two devices or these two identifications of how the mind operates and how a person speaks and acts according to what they receive through mind, you would know through your awareness, through the filtering of your awareness, that you basically are a living contradiction. You are a living hypocrite. You are a contradictor and a hypocrite. These are not demeaning words, even though they have made to be looked at as demeaning or judgmental. You're a hypocrite. You're contradicting what you're saying. See, and you only fall into that pattern once you say that what you're speaking, what you're receiving through mind, and what you're speaking through the mouth. You're saying, I am that, that is me, and I am this, and this is what I am all about. When you start to claim and put ownership on something which cannot be claimed or put ownership on. And you start to publicize it. And others see you as this thing that you say that you are. And that you're only that. You're completely that. You're totally that. You'll forever be that. And nothing else. When you switch into something else, or you switch into a different gear in this reality, then people will look at you and say, well, you're a hypocrite. You're practicing this and that, 
but now you're doing something else. You're contradicting yourself. You said you would never do that, and then now you're doing that. That's when you fall into these two words called contradiction and hypocrisy. But if you're aware, you know that contradiction and hypocrisy are nothing but identifications of the function of the mind. It's not something to cause somebody through judgment based upon their actions. Because if they claim this and they claim that, then basically that's another example or equivalent to them not knowing about how this reality operates and basically about how the mind functions. When you receive something through the mind, an idea, an intuition, a wisdom, a knowing, you feel something from it. Because since you're in an embodiment or an enclosing vehicle, when you receive something which isn't physical, when the mind receives something which isn't physical, that which isn't physical is received into that which is physical. The mind drops it into the brain. The brain says, okay, I'm a part of this body. So when I get it, the body's going to want to turn into an action or something physical or a form of some sort. I have my hands to create it. I have my mind to keep it in mind as I'm creating it, if I choose to create it. So that's what the mind, brain, and body is saying every time you receive something, which isn't physical. You have the choice to either create it and make it into something physical or not. With awareness, you can receive that which is not physical, an idea, intuition, wisdom, unknown knowing. And if once you receive that with awareness, you can feel the body beginning to feel it or try to match or create a feeling with that which doesn't have a feeling. Ideas, wisdom, knowing, intuition, these things don't have a feeling. They just have a receiving. They just are a receiving or they just are a delivering. You are the one which is receiving it. Or oh, this body is the one which is receiving it. If that awareness is in between the thing which delivers and the body which receives, if you are in the middle, and you are that awareness in the middle between one which delivers and one which receives, you can take that idea, wisdom, intuition, and knowing 
and just receive it or just catch it before it goes into the receiving aspect of the body. You're somewhere in the middle. The reason why I say you're somewhere in the middle is because you have the choice and option of whether to create it into something physical or not. So when you receive this with awareness, you don't necessarily have to start creating something. You can just receive it. You can be aware, acknowledge the feeling that's starting to arise, but don't necessarily direct your attention to the feeling that arises because if you direct your attention to the feeling that arises, knowing that attention is life and gives life, if you put your attention on the acknowledgement of feeling which arises, then you have just gave something which is non-physical to the physical. So it's like saying you have given something which came to the heart directly to the brain. But when I say the heart, I don't mean something physical. I mean something etheric, something which is translucent something which can't be touched, not even felt in the way, but just something I guess you could say more close to the word if I had to use a code spiritual. And you gave it from the, phys- from the spiritual into the physical or the human body. Now the human body says, I have to create a feeling for this and I have to create a form for this. I have to touch it. I have to smell it. I have to see it. Because that's the only way I can validate what the mind has caught in this physical reality as something that is relevant to me, something I can use and utilize in this third-dimensional reality. See, but if your awareness isn't there, if your awareness isn't there when you receive something from this delivery of mind, if your awareness isn't present at the time of this delivery, what will happen is when you receive that idea, you say, oh, wow. You have turned that now into a feeling and a sound. Then you have turned that feeling and a sound into a thought. That thought now in the mind seeks action. That action now will give birth to creativity it will now go into their hands to mold something, to bring that which wasn't physical, an idea, into an invention which is physical now with their hands. It will bring it into third dimensionality, into another vibration. I don't want to say from a higher vibration to a lower vibration, but from one vibration into another vibration, from a vibration which is non-physical into a vibration which is physical. If your awareness isn't present. Or maybe your awareness may be present and you just naturally want to create something. But if you create something and you fall for that something and you say that I am this something and this something is me and that's it, then you'll soon find yourself going back to the drawing board. 
See, sooner or later, with awareness, you'll soon realize that you're just something in the middle of the non-physical and that which is physical. You are neither one of these phenomenons. You're basically just a bridge or a bridging from one side to the other and vice versa. There's something in the middle. You receive something and you have the choice to put that something into action or to let that something just sit with you and not turn it into an action. If you don't turn it into an action, you keep that thing which you received in the realm of potential. If you take that something and decide to do something with it, create something physical out of it, you have now turned that potential into a possibility. That's the difference between potential and possibility. The reason why I'm going down this whole breakdown with you is because it's going to lead to the understanding of contradiction and hypocrisy. Back to the topic of what's at hand in this episode. So going back, in reality, you're not a body. You're not a human being. You're not a human. You're just a bridge or bridging of some sort from one side, from a side to the other side and vice versa. So once you see that you are something which receives and delivers, once you see that you're neither one of these things, the reception nor the deliverance, then do not claim that you are either side at all ever. The whole point of this is don't ever claim that you are entirely this or entirely that. Some people receive things in their mind, wisdoms, unknown knowings, intuition, and they say, yes, that is me, I am that. And that's me, call me Baba, whoever, or call me Yogi, this, or call me Guru, that. And that is me entirely. There's nothing else to me but that, period. These individuals or beings that call themselves these things that come from an unknown address in the mind. are calling themselves something which came to them spontaneously, randomly. Which means that that which they're receiving from is nothing but pure chaos, which means that chaos might spew out something else different next time. It might say there's something else. And next time it might say there's something else. And next time it might say there's something else. They're receiving something else, and they're receiving something else, and they're receiving something else. This is why you don't fall into the whole illusion or the trap of claiming something which is non-physical and making it something physical. 
you freely let these receivings come to your mind and don't claim that you are one of these things just let it come to you and then you display yourself however you want to display yourself and portray yourself however you want to portray yourself but it's not based on the one thing or the one being or the one thing that you totally are you can never be nothing else See, these ideas and wisdoms and knowings come with such an impact, and then it impacts the feeling so much. You feel so much for it because you're like, where did I get this from? Where did this come from? I must be supreme. I must be a God. I must be spirit. You know, I must be something so beyond me. And then you fall into this whole fantasy and this whole imagination of I am this and I am that and I'm going to tell the people that I am this and I am that and I'm going to show myself to be this. And it's okay to do that. But once you say that this is me and this is written in stone and there will never be another change of me, this is me forever, that's where you kind of... <laughs> Lose a little awareness at. I don't want to say mess up at or stagnate yourself, even though there's some kind of truth in that, but you kind of lose yourself in that. Because you have to be real. You received this from something which is chaos. It came to you randomly and spontaneously. How do you know that another random or spontaneous receiving won't come, won't arrive on its own? And when it does arrive, when you do feel it, what are you going to do then? You already told the whole world. You already told people who you are and how you were and that you'll never change and that you'll always be that and that's set in stone, that's written in stone, and this is completely me. And now you're stuck with this one thing that actually wants to keep transforming and converting it to something else more. Because what you received isn't physical, which means that it doesn't remain stuck or stagnant within the physical uniform. It can't. And once you say you're this and you're that and you claim this and you claim that and your pictures and posters and everything exposed around you is around this reality and many people and individuals see you and see you as this and then you receive something which is deeper. Because doorways lead to hallways, and hallways lead to doorways within the mind. And you receive something deep, and then you become that other thing which is deeper to you that feels more real to you. Then people will turn around and say, you're contradicting yourself, though. You're a hypocrite. So the whole escape to get out of the whole hypocrisy and contradiction of oneself is to accept these random occurrences, is to accept these spontaneous mental occurrences and never say that you are any one of these things to begin with. Never say or put yourself into a group or category and say that I am this or I am that. You can keep that within your mind at that moment in time 
at that time when it is needed for your next transformation of self privately within your own mind. But once you start to tell others and you display that same information to others, you have just now set up a whole madness for yourself. We go through different transformations. I myself even went from certain religions to religions to certain mind systems, you know, I went from Christianity to taking my Shahada to Islam to going into metaphysics, going into occultism, learning about Buddhism, Zen, tantric practices, doing mantras, dealing with the mind, dealing with the body, dealing with biology, understanding science, etc. I went through these systems not saying that I do not want to be these systems. I went into it fully and found myself just collecting and gathering certain pieces and moving along. I remain in some of these categories longer than other ones. But I basically and generally, generally find myself where I'm at now, a part of no system. And when you become a part of no system or no group, you find that every system and group is a part of you. So I don't feel the need or want to say that I am this, I am a cultist, I am a metaphysician. I am a spirit, I am God, I am the soul, I am you know, anything. I am religion, I am spiritual. I am the mind, I am the body. I am the breath. I don't got to say anything. If I claim something physical, beings which are physical, individuals who are physical, this reality, which is a physical thing, will hold me to that all the way. But I only claim that physical thing from something which came to me which was non-physical. So how can I make something which is non-physical turn it into something physical and say I am that physical thing? Wouldn't it be wise to understand and know that I'm going to receive something again which is non-physical? So I'm only setting myself up for a downfall. Somewhere along the line, sooner or later in this reality, somewhere, sometime. You know, so there's no need to actually say that, oh, I'm spiritual now, oh, I'm a vegan now, I'm a vegetarian now, I'm a breatharian now. Whatever you want to call yourself, however you want to put it, there's no need to really actually publicly, like publicly announce this thing that you know now or that you're transforming into or that you're coming into the realization of. There's no need to publicly announce it. It's okay to keep this within yourself. But when you publicly announce it, 
then you're putting it into minds which may not be as aware or stable-minded or clear-minded as you are. And now they'll judge you when you turn to something different. You see, so these words, hypocrisy and contradiction, really only exist in a collective kind of state. When people, two or more, one or more, don't understand the true aspects of the mind, see you as what you claimed yourself, and then see you another time as something different and will say and call you or will judge you and call you a hypocrite or say that you contradicted yourself. These things happen privately and sacredly within the mind, these transformations. This alchemy happens within you. It doesn't happen within the crowd. It doesn't happen within the collective. It happens within the individual, within you. You see, and remember, these two words are just an identification of the functions and actions of the mind. But it's looked at as a judgmental point of view and a demeaning point of view upon an individual based upon how they speak and act in front of a crowd or a collective people. So, in other words, there's no need to put yourself out there to inform a whole bunch of people of what you're privately going through within your mind and your experience and your reality. There's no need to do that. You can claim your... uh, uh, you know, if you say or claim you're purely a god or a spirit and you tell people this, I am a god, I am a spirit, and you tell a whole bunch of people, just keep this in mind. Gods and spirits don't have to eat or use the bathroom or have a need or desire for sexual intercourse on a human level, on a physical level. Even though everything physical is a representation of that which is spiritual, but according to how people's minds have been trained and taught, gods and spirits don't trip on stage. Gods and spirits don't drop the mic while they're talking. They don't cough or sneeze in the middle of a lecture. They don't have a sweet tooth. (laughs) They don't go to the grocery store. According to how the mind has been, the modern mind has been trained and taught to understand what these things are. They don't argue. Gods and spirits don't argue. 
They don't debate. They don't bleed. God and the Spirit don't have a body, right, according to what the words God and the word Spirit represent. According to the modern mind understanding. They don't take a piss or take a shit. See, so whatever you're receiving, which is non-physical, just sit with it. There's no need to turn it into a feeling. There's no need to give it to the brain and the body. If your awareness is the filter which is in between the receiving that which delivers that to you and that which receives the delivering. If you're in between that deliver that delivering thing and that receiving thing and you have awareness in between that as the filter, you don't necessarily have to turn it into a feeling or a thought or an action or creation. Just let it sit with you. Let it fester up into something else. Because that which had a direction towards you, even if you sit with it and keep it as potential, it'll find its own direction on its own. Because everything is moving forward. So you don't necessarily have to have a direction or a location or an address for that which you're receiving. It'll direct itself. It'll address itself. It'll forward itself somewhere, sometime. So you don't necessarily have to do it manually. See... These two phenomenons, these two things, this thing is not a thing which you can embody and which can stay within you forever. This wisdom, this idea, this knowing, this intuition, it's not a thing which you can embody and which can remain within you forever. It only comes in the moment and disappears back out of the moment. See, depending on how you receive it and how you host it and hold it and possess it, if you choose to. It's not a mask or costume you can put on and say, I am this or I am that. It's something that comes and goes. It, it comes and it goes. That's why when you claim one of these sides, you know, both physical to the non-physical or the non-physical to the physical, which is once again validating that you're something in the middle. And then you live as one of these masks and costumes for a certain period of time. You soon find yourself dropping that specific mask and costume and becoming another mask and costume or play as another mask and costume 
because these knowings and intuitions aren't something that you can touch and become super glued to. They're a constant come and go. And they transform into other knowings as you transform into other states of being or beingness. You see, then you soon realize or begin to realize that you're no longer that thing and never was that thing to begin with. And once you realize that and put awareness to it, you begin to advance or enhance beyond that which you swore and claimed that you were. See, these knowings, ideas, intuitions, and wisdoms, these things that come to the mind, they don't come to the mind in a mask and a costume. They don't come as anything physical or tangible or something which can be touched and put on. So why turn it into something that can be put on? Why turn that which isn't a mask into a mask? Why turn that which isn't a costume into a costume? And when you do that, that just shows where your awareness is at. And when that shows what your awareness is at, you should acknowledge that and become aware to your own awareness and say, damn, maybe I wasn't that aware that I thought I was. And if something comes to you in a non-physical thing, in a non-physical way, it's only wise to expect that it'll come again as something non-physical again. Which means that it doesn't have a form or doesn't have a boundary. It doesn't have a limit. Which means it is a constant occurrence. So why put it into anything which has a limit a boundary? It doesn't make any sense. And as you see, ideas come to you, they flood to you constantly. Wisdom floods to you constantly, depending on your intelligence, what atmosphere you're in, you become wise to. Intuition comes to you constantly. You become intuitive in many different ways. Knowings come to you constantly. For some reason, you know that which was unknown to you. Many times it comes to you. And many times it comes in many different ways and many different faces. So how can you be super glued to any one of these things? How can that, which is any one of these things, be super glued to you? There's no need to claim ownership on any one of these things. Be aware of what you speak through your mouth. Be aware of the action that you become in front of others. Would you speak through your mouth to others? How you publicly portray yourself to others. Because what you're speaking came to you from that which doesn't, which can't be spoken, which doesn't speak. So wouldn't it be wise to say that then what I'm speaking came to me from something which doesn't speak? So maybe I should be just a little aware 
before I speak it into existence, into physical existence, before I start to dress like it, before I start to walk like it and talk like it and live like it. It's only wise to keep that in mind. If you start to do that, once again, that which you receive, which came from the realm of chaos, which is under the same banner as random and and spontaneity, means that you will be hit with something again. And it may be deeper than what you received prior to that. But you told everybody that you were this and you were that. Now what's going to happen when you show everybody else that you're something else? They can also call you not only a hypocrite or someone who contradicts themselves, they can also call you something even more heavier, which is a liar, a deceiver, a pretender. Liar, deceiver, and pretender is also a part of the same train of words which is connected to hypocrite and one who contradicts itself. See, but all these words come alive once you publicly make yourself as what you're receiving privately. Why make a voice out of something which didn't come to you in a voice? And if you do, be aware of what you're voicing and who you're voicing it to. You see, because the extreme or extremity of the judgment that will fall back upon you from the outer crowd or other individuals that you previously informed at one time that you were that whole mask and costume at one point in your experience, and you totally and completely convinced those minds that you were really and indefinitely that mask and costume and character, the extreme or extremity of that judgment that others will have upon you is based on how long you've kept that illusion up. due to your lack of knowing how this reality truly operates and how mind truly operates and functions. So the extreme of judgment that falls back upon you is based on how long you've kept that illusion up, that specific illusion up, and how many activities and situations you've publicly put yourself through and exposed yourself to just to keep upholding this illusional self you really thought that you were at one time only because you've never took the time out for and gave the necessary attention to and into how this phenomenon functions through the mysterious aspect of mind. That which you receive and that which you wish to do whatever with See, it's all about basically deliverance and reception. Reception and deliverance. Once you deliver, when something has been delivered to you, you receive it. And once you receive it, it's dependent upon you on how you're going to deliver it. 
deliverance and reception, reception and deliverance. Deliverance and reception, once that's done, in the middle, awareness becomes the filter of that deliverance and reception. That deliverance and reception gets shuffled through and and sifted through the filter of awareness before it becomes reception and deliverance. So something gets delivered to you, you receive it. When you receive it, you become the middle pillar, which is the awareness, the filter of your awareness. That deliverance and reception goes through the filtering, the sifting through of the awareness and the shuffling out back into the reception and deliverance within the physical dimension. Deliverance and reception is the non-physical reception and deliverance is the physical. But you have to have that awareness, that filtering awareness or that awareness of, or that awareness filter within the middle of these two interactions. You receive things spontaneously and randomly. And then you have the choice on when and how to creatively distribute or create this anonymous delivery into the manifesting reality delivered to you from an anonymous sender. And then you delivering this unknown delivery into the physical reality. If you choose to. So basically it's like something straight from the anonymous sender from the unknown knowing to the anonymous sendee which is you. So something anonymous is delivered and received by something which is anonymous. Anonymity to anonymity. See, so... It's about being aware and having a knowledge and an understanding of these things, of how this thing functions and operates from mind to body. You can never know what you're going to receive and when you're going to receive it. And it's cool to receive things. It's okay to not know what to do with it. No, whenever I'm talking about something, it's never based upon judgment, what's wrong or right. It's never based upon that because I don't get into that. That's, it doesn't apply to anything. It's neither here nor there. But according to this path, according to what I speak upon in this podcast and throughout these episodes and sessions that I share, with the listeners and the feelers is based upon awareness and realization. You have awareness first and then you realize things as they are. 
and then you make the proper action to do whatever you choose to do from that point on. Without awareness, you become compulsive or become impulsive. You become a reactionary rather than a responding thing. You want to respond to things, not become a reaction to it. That means that you're unconscious or you may be dealing from a subconscious level. You see, so when you're dealing with the mind and things that you get and receive at unknown times from unknown addresses and unknown locations, random things, spontaneous things that just occur, be wise to it. Be aware of it before you decide to speak it or pronounce it into existence. Be wise and aware before you decide to dress like it, act like it, live like it, talk like it, and walk like it amongst others. With this awareness in place and with this awareness present, you avoid the judgment of others calling you a hypocrite or contradicting yourself or a liar, a deceiver, or a pretender. See, once you become wise to these things and how the mind functions, you see that, oh, I guess, like I said in the beginning, you are a living hypocrite. You are a living contradictor, but not... If I was to take the word hypocrite out and contradictor out of the equation and I just said function A and function B, you are these things. Because when we receive something, we like to pronounce sometimes and say and speak of it. There's nothing wrong right about that. But who are you speaking it in front of? how many people, individuals, or beings, or minds that you're speaking in front of? How much of a platform are you creating that you are this thing that you're speaking of? What is your agenda? Do you have an agenda? Are you trying to convince people? See, then you're also known as a fraud sometimes. See, so these things that you receive privately and sacredly, you keep this or you treat it as it came. You keep it quietly, private, and sacred to yourself. There's no need to speak it immediately and automatically to others amongst others. Keep it within yourself. I know it might be exciting. I know it might be like, wow, where did this come from? You know, i got to share it. But just be aware of your extreme or your extremity of wanting to turn that which is non-physical into something which is physical. Be aware of that medium 
of that middle point or that middle pillar or that bridge or that bridging. Because you have a choice whether to turn that into something physical or not, which you received. No. Just because you receive something doesn't mean that you have to convert it into a personality. It didn't come to the personality. So just because you receive something doesn't mean you have to convert it into a personality and then claim you are that thing and that personality and then go out and try to convince others of it as well. When the mind receives something that isn't bodily or body-like or physical, the physical body and brain can only interpret it by putting that thing which isn't a form into a form to grasp it and interact with it as it. You see, it's, it's, it's your responsibility through your awareness to be aware of this specific happening or occurrence in the moment to immediately notice it within the moment when it is happening and or occurring. And when it's occurring, you immediately control the situation at hand by having an understanding of it, being wise to it, being wise to its beings and doings, and then putting the proper balance to it and properly transferring and, and proper transferring of it by by transferring, I mean, when that unknowing, unknown knowing or unknown intuition comes, you need to basically attentively transfer it to the heart or the essential where it remains in the etheric plane, the mysterious plane, the plane of pure chaos and potential. The plane which it primarily arrived from, not the brain. Because if you transfer that to the brain and or direct it towards the brain or let it drop within the atmosphere of the brain, the brain will immediately put a feeling to it, an image to it, a personality to it, and a claiming to it. And that right there is where you will once again find yourself in the rut or nonsense you were in before when you informed others that you were truly and really that thing to begin with and spend all your time and travel trying to convince others that you were that thing. When in reality, you never was that thing to begin with from the very moment you received it. See, this is what the body naturally does. It's not nothing evil or has an agenda. Since we are an image, and we are a personality, and we are a body, or a body-like thing, or an embodiment of some sort, or a vehicle, or a closing, or an enclosing of some sort. When we receive something which doesn't have a closing, we immediately, if it goes into the mind or the brain, if it goes into the brain and the body, it immediately starts to close it. C-L-O-S-E. And then close it. C-L-O-T-H-E-S. It. It puts a clothing on it. It puts a personality on it. It puts an action to it. It gives it a lifestyle. It gives it an identity. 
And it's only right. That's what the body does. You can't expect anything else from the body. You can't expect anything else from the physical realm because that's what it's going to do. That's what it's made to do. But you, which is in between that which is non-physical and that which is physical, you are supposed to be the awareness in between. You are the in-betweener. You are the middling or the middled or the middle. which is supposed to be aware of both of these occurrences happening at the moment that it's happening. See, when these unknown knowings arrive, it's okay to embrace them within a certain template of feeling. Because when you receive something, you're going to be like, oh, wow, where did I get that from? Then where that came from? You know, you receive a certain feeling with a sound like, ah, or wow, or hmm. Or your reaction to it may just be in silence. Whatever it is, it's going to conjure up a feeling. It's going to evoke a feeling within the body. Whatever the mind receives, the body wants in. So when these unknown knowings arrive within the mind, it's okay to embrace them with a certain template of feeling. It's only natural. It's a natural happening, basically. Especially being the physical embodiment of feeling. Because whatever the mind receives, the body wants to play in it as well. To some degree, it's a tag team-like thing or mechanism. It's okay to embrace it, but embrace it with awareness as the filter in front. Because understanding the body, the body will unknowingly and selfishly pull to itself the whole moment of the mind's experience. Because that's just what it naturally does. So in other words, when the mind receives something, have your awareness present. Let the unknown knowing that came to you sift it through and shuffle out through the filtering of your awareness first. And then let it gracefully drop into the body in this apparatus of feeling. Once that happens gracefully at a respected pace, once that happens, that knowing that you received will not and cannot drop far into the body. It cannot drop far into the feeling aspect of it. And even if it does, it will always make its way right back up to the surface of awareness, which it first shuffled through to begin with when the mind first received it. Because awareness is like a floating device. No matter how much you drop in the water, if you have a lifesaver or a floating device, it will go in the water, it will plop in the water, and then pop back out on, back onto the surface. So you will drop right in the middle of a lifesaver or floating device, you can jump off a wooden plank and drop right into the middle of a lifesaver or a floating device into the water. And you'll drop in the water. You'll go down anywhere from a few inches to a few feet. And then within a second's notice or a few seconds notice, you'll pop right back up to the surface. 
So, in other words, your awareness is the lifesaver or the floating device. That's what awareness does. That's the whole point. See, so you want to have these things at your command. You want to have that awareness there. It's very wise to have it there. But once you know about these words, going back, these two words called contradiction and hypocrisy, you want to be basically not a hypocrite to the people, not someone who contradicts according to the people's judgment and understanding of you. You want to be a hypocrite to yourself. You want to know that you are a contradiction to yourself. See, these are things that shouldn't be shared amongst the crowd and people look back upon you and give you the feedback on. No, these are things that you keep within yourself and you say, wow, I am a damn hypocrite. I am a living, contradicting thing. So therefore, I can never put myself in the forefront as any of these things that I'm receiving because my mind is constantly changing. It's constantly going through metamorphosis. It's constantly going through different shufflings of different thoughts and knowings and ideologies and wisdoms and intuitions. It's constantly going through a certain type of constants. You see, you're composed of principles that are called change, choice, decision, transformation, and switch. These are things that validate nothing stays the same. Nothing has to remain stagnant. These very things validate a coming and a going, a coming in and a going through. Reception and transformation. To receive that and transform that. Just like you receive mad and turn mad into anger. Then receive anger and turn anger into violence. And so on, as an example. These things are constantly changing. And when you receive it, you can constantly change that changing into something else. Nothing remains stagnant. Nothing remains the same. There's no such thing as permanence. There's nothing permanent. See, what we know as what we call a body is nothing but a bridge. So take the word body out of the equation. You're just a bridge or a bridging of some sort. Something which is you're a, a from and to thing. A from and to thing. So it's basically that you want to basically understand and accept that your whole being, your whole being, which you totally are, is a hypocritical and contradicting mechanism.
for the simple fact that you are forever changing. You're forever changing. Changing your mind. Changing your views. Changing your opinions. Because the mind is forever expanding. And you're forever transforming. Looking different. Feeling different. Amongst different people. Different energy. Different situations. Different things, etc. So with awareness, you see that you're always within, within a constant forward or constant forwarding of some sort. So basically, why ever say that anything is definite or guaranteed or written in stone or absolute or guaranteed or forever? You should realize that you're a constant shedding or a constant unraveling, a constant unlayering, unfolding, etc. See, now I understand why sometimes a mom may fall into this illusion that it has to take something which is non-physical and then make it into a physical form because this is third dimension. This is the physical dimension. So I understand why it does what it does. I'm not mad at why it does what it does. I don't have an anger or disagree with why it does what it does. You know, because us having a steady image, this image that we can see in the mirror, this image that others may see us and can see us as, us having a steady image is the very reason why we get fooled into turning something which isn't steady or an image which can't even be touched, ideas, wisdoms, and knowings, into a steadiness or steady-like thing, an image, an action and lifestyle. Because the body wants to play in whatever the mind is receiving. That's natural. But you're not body nor the mind. You're something in the middle. You're not the spirit nor the body. You're something in the middle. That's what awareness brings you to. That's what awareness gives you. That's what awareness reveals to you, basically. It reveals to you that whatever we truly and really are, is in between a constant kind of tug-and-war game between that which is non-physical and that which is physical. Both of these things, both of these phenomenons are constantly pulling our attention in both directions at all times. When I get too into the mind, I fall back into the body. When I get too into the body, I fall back into the mind. This is why I know for a fact that I'm neither the presence nor the essence. I'm something in the middle, the middle pillar. On by, in basically biological terminology, the corpus colostrum. The corpus colostrum is the thing in between the left brain hemisphere and the right brain hemisphere. That which the left brain hemisphere and right brain hemisphere sprout from. 
You see, so having an awareness that you are something which is a hypocrite to itself and a contradiction to itself, knowing this is actually the, I would say, this is basically true growth of self. This is something that you hold privately within yourself, not something you share amongst with others. The reason why I call it growth is because it's okay to disagree with your previous self. There's certain things I'm going to constantly come across that I've came across before and I've said, okay, I've said that, but now I'm on a different level. Or I've opened that door and walked into that room and spoke about that room and then see no other doors there. Then five years later or three years later or ten years later, I've seen a door which was in that same room that a door wasn't before. A door appeared. Where did that door come from? Let me walk into that door. When I walk into that door, I walk into a whole other room. Then I speak about that room. And that room, that second room which I walked into, has no doors. But then maybe a year or two later, I may walk into that same second room, and all of a sudden I see a window. A window will appear out of nowhere that wasn't there before when I previously walked into it. So then I crawl out, open that window, and I walk out of that window. And I step into a house. I'm saying, where did this house come from? So these rooms, the first room, second room, the first room, the door that appeared, the second room, the window that appeared, walking outside of the window into a whole other atmosphere, which is a house. These are symbolic of different knowings different things that come spontaneously and randomly to the mind that weren't there when I was receiving it. But if I just let it sit for a minute and marinate for a minute, all of a sudden, that doorway will turn into a hallway. And then I walk into that hallway and I see many doorways. But I'll never claim that I was that one room. I'll never claim ownership of that second room. I'll never tell the, the world or people in this reality that I am that thing which is out the window of that second room. I'll never tell everybody or publicize myself that I am that house which was outside that window. I'll never claim ownership of these things because I know this is a constant unfolding and infolding, exploding and imploding of self that constantly keeps going like moving through or looking through a kaleidoscope you keep turning it just a few different angles and you keep turning the kaleidoscope through your eye you're looking through the kaleidoscope and every little axis and angle and degree that you turn it on the whole shape and color just transforms right in front of you that is the mind It's in a constant metamorphosis of its own. 
I would be a fool to claim any one of these metamorphoses as it is present, especially if I know that everything is in constant motion, is in constant moving. It's an energy within motion. So if everything is within motion and everything is going forward, what we call Noah's time is constantly moving. How can I say that I am any one of these things that may arrive currently at the moment, but then knowing that the moment changes in the next moment's notice? It's not wise to do so according to this path which I speak upon, which I share with others, according to my own personal experience. I can only give it how I was, I can only dish it how I was given it. That's why I say I'm real to my listeners and whoever's in tune with this and listening to certain things and can understand where I'm coming from. I can only give it to you according to my own personal experience. I'm not giving this to you out of a book or a biography or a documentary or anything like that. I'm giving it to you from my own eyes, my own mouth, my own mind, my own experience, my own perception. This is where this is broadcasting from and nowhere else. You know, so it's okay to disagree with yourself. But keep that to yourself. See, even falls with the same thing or the same example of relationships. I'll be this way. I'll be that way. I'll be this way. I'll be this way. I'll be that way. I'm telling you I'm this way. I'm telling you I'm that way. No, this is me. Only be with you, only love you, only this. And then maybe you might have feelings for somebody else. Maybe your attention gets pulled towards someone else. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. This is why the word divorce is, is sometimes in the word or sometimes in the same sentence as marriage. This is why this, the word breakup is also within the same sentence as the word together or relationship. Or the word separation is also within the word connection or the same sentence as connection. You're in a constant choice, decision, switching, decisive, deciding, choosing kind of sphere. You are in this bubble. You are in this reality. You are of this reality. There's nothing wrong with making agreements and having certain things set in place with certain people, not written in stone, but set in place. It's a difference. But don't ever say or claim that you are this and totally this or you are that and completely that. That's when you stub your own toe. 
And you will soon realize that that will bite right back at you. You may feel a different way tomorrow. You may think a different way next week. You may see things differently a month from now. You may live life totally differently a year from now. How do you know? You can only be within the moment. You can't be within the future. You can't be within the past. You can only be within the moment. So the only thing you can validate and confirm is the moment. That's it. Anyone wanted to chime in, feel free to hit star six. Yeah. That's definitely um, an important topic. I feel like I use that word for every <laughs> every um, podcast, but I think it really is. Just um wanted to add a couple things. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. But yeah, um I definitely agree when I think of this and and just listening to what you had to say, um, something that came to me was let it come, let it go, let it flow, you know, just um, being there with whatever it is and just letting it, letting it be. Um, something else that kind of came to mind is um, from my awareness, like, you know, certain, some people are, like, what one might consider um, public figures, things like that, which is, you know, I have my own thoughts about that term and everything, but, um, you know, with people who are interacting with the public, I'll say, kind of consistently, I feel like, um, one reason they might publicly feel the need to um, say things like, uh, you know, this is their experience or um, kind of give a, a frame for their their workings or um, say that they're this or that thing. I think sometimes that can come from a place of insecurity, but also I think that that can come from um, 
feeling it might need to be said for relevance, like to relate to other people um, or create a context for whatever they're talking about. Um, but otherwise, like I guess, I guess that could be used in marketing where people feel the need to say, this is, this is what I do, this is who I am, this is exactly. that. Exactly. Especially um, when you're dealing with the, um, the media, stuff like that, because right. they're trying to fit you into a certain type of ge- uh, geographic. No. So they have to, you know, basically say that you are this because, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm putting you into this geographic, this type of people buys your albums. Oh, these type of people watch these movies. So we have to classify you as this and put you into one thing. Even though it's known that we're a multidimensional being. Right. You know, then we have to you know, put posters up and say that we're this and we're that and we have to really promote that for the agenda of business. It's generate commerce. You know, so absolutely, you know, from a business point of view. Yeah, like I could see, I could see where that kind of thing comes from. Um, but at the same time, the other thing, I'm glad you mentioned being multidimensional, even though that's basically what you were talking about, um, you know, the whole time. It's just, um, you know, you know, people don't always see themselves that way. And some people aren't very reflective of what their strengths are, what their gifts are, what they do on their own or what they naturally um, are inclined to to use to, to do things. So I think, you know, just that part of being out of touch with, um, I guess, that essential whole nature, you know, um, can can also play a part in feeling the need to compartmentalize yourself um, or oneself. And then for me, in my experience, uh, I can say that I have um, you know i I try to avoid compartmentalizing myself as much as possible because of like you said, um you know in experience, there's so many things um, that I enjoy doing or I like to do or I have um, done in practice and things like that to where it's like it's almost like doing yourself a disservice to say this is the one thing you know Um, even on my business cards I don't even just have one particular thing I like to leave it kind of open so that um people can so that I can provide a custom service or so that I can 
express myself in whatever way I'm moved to do so, you know, or to do in whatever situation because I don't necessarily fit into um, one preferred uh, mode of working, you know. So it's um, – and then even then people – you know, people know me for different things, so like it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. So to say, I'm just this one piece of something. You know, it's cool and it is what it is. But at the same time, there's so many other things that um, that we are and can be. <laughs> but as you mentioned, once you close off that. Um, that portal, you know, you don't explore those other things as much or you're, um, or just speaking that, like you said, um, kind of to reinforce it through whatever and just... It's like, um, you know, it's like that which you receive from the mind. It's, it's, It's not seeking to become something physical. Or something which can be touched and grasped and held and seen and viewed by you. But it's the potential that it can be that. You know, and since we have hands and we create things with our hands, and our mind and our eyes and our focus and attention on things, and since us ourself is an example and a result of that which wasn't of a manifesto to that which was created into a certain type of manifestation, we have this unconscious and subconscious wanting or needing to turn that which is unmanifested into that which is manifested or that which can be manifested. Um... You know, it's, like I said, you can see when you're receiving something and you can realize when you're about to deliver something. Like I said, it's it's something that you know that you're in the middle. Some people call it a life force. You're a life force or you're a, a force or, you know, I just call it anonymity or the unknown. And um, you can see these two occurrences happening. Or something which is non-physical, which can only be physical through the, atten- through the attention, through the acknowledgement, attention, and action of you. And what's dependent upon that is your free will of choice and decision if you choose to put that into action, into thought and action, into thought, thinking, and action. So we just, we, 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 with our awareness, we come to realize that there's certain principles which are set in place that we can use and utilize to a certain degree if we choose to, depending upon our want, need, and desire which are also principles set in place already. 
so, like I said, with, with the awareness and realization of this reality and these two phenomenons, which is non-physical and physical, and how these things function, which we can clearly realize and recognize, it's very evident that we are something which is in the middle. You know, and we can either choose to manifest it or not manifest it. You know, if we don't manifest it, it'll just linger. It'll remain within the realm of potential. And it doesn't mean that we have to direct it towards something because it's going to find a forwarding and a forwarding towards something because everything has its own direction. How did that which you receive find its way to you? You don't put an arrow out there to say, okay, whoever you are, anonymous thing, point that towards my mind, and my mind will point that towards my brain, and my, body, my brain will give that to my body, my body will give that to my hands, and my hands will create that which that anonymous thing gave to my mind in the first place. No. So we see that everything has a certain type of direction on its own. So there's no need to direct it. There's no need to be the director of a movie. Everything has its own direction, has its own forwarding and towing towards something. We don't necessarily, and it's not mandatory to direct something towards something to create something. It'll create itself. And that's the whole point of just letting that which we receive through mind sit within something in between mind and body and let it just fester there for a minute. And then sooner or later, we don't intensively give it or intentionally give it a direction towards something like a creation or physical form, sooner or later, that will pop up as something or will arrive or occur as something or will remain in the realm of potential and enhance itself on its own. And then sooner or later, we'll see something occur within us, from us, et cetera. But if we're willing to sit with that for a minute. So you keep it within the realm of chaos. It came from the realm of chaos. You keep it within the realm of chaos and potential. Let it just fiend to be created into something physical. Let it just want and seek and need. Just feel it. Just sit with it for a minute. Don't create it. Don't put nothing together. Don't start gluing stuff. Don't start nailing and hammering stuff or stapling anything. Don't start molding anything. Just sit with it. See what happens. You know, don't speak of it. Don't write it. Don't draw it. Don't share it with others and amongst others. Just sit with it. Quietly and silently for a minute. See what happens. What do you got to lose? What do you got to gain? Get a better question. <laughs> uh, we got it both ways. Don't be afraid or hesitant to play with this thing. It's funny too. I might um, change the image for this particular episode on the. Um, the anchor page. Because <laughs> I saw this funny thing. It was like, um, so it was like this Tom and Jerry um, image or whatever, the meme or whatever. 
So it had um, Jerry, he was watching TV, and it said, I have so many responsibilities. <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching TV. I think it was like some cartoon he was watching with his feet propped up. He's sitting on the couch, I think. I have to look for it. It was so funny. It just went right with the um, with the topic. Hmm. Yeah, it's a big cat mouse game. Mm-hmm. A big mouse and cat game. No. You can grasp it. You can possess it. You know. That's different from catching it. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a difference. Yeah. Like I said, awareness and realization definitely assists within that clarity of what it is I'm touching upon. Definitely assist in that. It's like, well, what do I know? What will I find out? What will be revealed to me? It's like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to know. (laughs) You're supposed to know. It's getting revealed to you. That's your reality. That's your personal experience. That's your personal perception. That's your own private and sacred knowing and receiving. You figure it out. Mm. That's what I would tell an individual. This is not the podcast of answers. (laughs) I was actually going to touch upon a different topic. No, this wasn't even the topic for today, but also I was juggling between topics, as I previously informed you of. But um, I said, let me just touch upon this and kind of get this out of the way because... You know, I've, I know, or I'm in touch with certain people, certain individuals that people may see on YouTube or on the TV screen, or people that may be known as popular or may have celebrity status. I'm personally in touch with these people. And um, they'll come to me and say, well, people say I'm a hypocrite, people say I'm contradicting myself and and I would have little conversations with them. I'll converse with them about certain things. And I'll say, well, it's good to be known as that privately, not publicly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Privately is cool. Right. Publicly, that's all another story. You know? So just be aware of what image you set yourself as the forefront to be and realize that what you're receiving doesn't have an image, so think twice before you put it into an image. Right. That's all. That's it. You know, try to be something which doesn't have an image. You know, just like a guru one day and tomorrow morning, just like a biker. The next morning, put skippies on. Don't conform yourself into any one way to define you. But don't do that intentionally. Do that naturally. You know, if you naturally want to conform to something, to a religion or to a spiritual practice or to a certain system of knowing or a secret societal system of knowing, then do so by all means. If that's what you really, if that's what you really and truly feel to do at that moment in time in that space without questioning it, without even knowing why you're doing that, that is something 
what you don't want to question, what you don't want to tamper with, go with it. You know, don't question, especially if you don't know why you're doing it. But it just feels right to you, but you don't know why you're doing it. Just do it. I don't care if it's religious. I don't care if it's spiritual. I don't care what system or what society or anything or any band that may be under. Go with it. Flow with it. See where you find yourself at in the next moment. That's what I did. I went full head on into things. Without saying, okay, this is going to come next. I'm not staying in this forever. I didn't have that in mind. I just did it. But I found myself going through different things. And and coming to a point of now where I'm not a part of no thing. And now when I find out that I just can't conform, I'm not a thing that can be conformed into anything or can be categorized into one meaning or one definition. I see that many meanings and many definitions and many forms and categories are nothing but fractions of me. Why? Because I was able to extract many things out of these many things and still be me. That is not a part of anything. Unintentionally. With no intention at all. Just being. And just understand too that images, identities, masks, and costumes, they all die. So if you find yourself within an image, an identity, a mask, or a costume, just be knowledgeable that you will soon die or that will soon die. And then you will be criticized for it and be called a hypocrite for it and be called somebody who contradicts themselves for it, be called a liar, a deceiver, a manipulator, a fraud. be called all that only because you publicly made that visible to people you expose something which was sacred to you that was your slip up not nobody else's your slip up maybe you did it intentionally knowing how the mind functions and works or maybe you did it unintentionally and unknowingly, not knowing how the mind functions and works. Whichever way, Mother Nature is unforgiving. It just is, and you do with it as you will. That's on you. Damn reality, yo. Yeah. And even if you um, feel the need to express something publicly, I think what might um, might be something to do is like to um, to say this is this is what you're exploring at the moment. You know, this is what you're exactly. doing right now. Doing and I, you know, I get it. You know, if you if you feel the need to say anything, or if you have people that you're um, interacting with, where you, you know, you're asked and you 
agree to speak on your personal um, on your experience in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't tell people I am this, and that's it. No, just say that this is me at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to make a long story short, just say that this is what I'm going through at this moment. This is what's coming to me at this moment. This is what I'm channeling at this moment. This is what I'm receiving at this moment in time and within time and space. And this is where I'm at right now. Is this you totally? Is this what you are totally? No. This is just what I'm receiving right now for some reason. I don't know why. Just let me be where I'm at. I may transform tomorrow. Like I say, I may do this podcast. I may do this. I may do that. And I'm saying I'm, I'll still probably continue this podcast. But tomorrow I may just dress in, you know, a gi. Next week I may dress in have a dashiki on the mess. Next week and next month I may dress in biker clothes. Next month, two months from now, I may drive a motorcycle. Six months from now, I may be flying a plane. I'm not putting myself in any form. I may be running this podcast in the air somewhere, driving a plane <laughs> at a, 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 what you call them, academies, um, a, a aviator academy. I may be holding this podcast, you know, in the Academy of Aviation one day. No, I don't know where I'm going to find myself. And the reason why I don't know where I'm going to find myself within the next moment is because I don't place or put myself in anything at any moment, at any time, whatsoever, for any reason. The being, your being, being and doing is differently. It's different. Your being just wants to be. Your doing just wants to play. Dress up however you want to dress up. Be whatever personality you want to be at whatever time you feel the need to be that. Who cares? That's up to you. But don't say that you ever want clothing or you ever want costume forever, or you one mask forever, or you one way of thinking forever, or you one way of living forever, or you one way of acting forever. And if you do that, keep that shit private. But if you make that public, expect the wrath in return. Especially if you put it on billboards and posters and YouTube and Internet. <laughs> expect, expect that. Expect people to say, "Well, you ain't." You said you wouldn't do that. You said you would never do that. You ain't think that way. This and back in '95, and you ain't. You wasn't talking like that back in 2011. And, nah, but see, that's something that you hold value within yourself. You want to constantly. It's okay to disagree with yourself. Your 10 years ago self, or your two months ago self. There's certain things I come in contact with now within the moment, within today's day, that I may have not disagreed with, but kind of refined and find it more of what I said two months ago. And that's only because two months ago, I've opened the doorway and the potential for me to walk through that doorway to see more things deeper into that hallway. 
And by you listening, or people listening, opens up those minds so I get to enter into mind, more into the mind, deeper into the mind, to see other doorways and windows that I didn't see before. This is about a constant expanding. It's not about a constant constricting and closing. No, a constant expanding. That's what this is about. Don't ever put yourself in a small box. Don't ever see yourself as one image in the mirror or one image to people. Ever. Never. Not even to yourself. It's foolery. It's foolish. According to this path. Well, wouldn't be wise to do. Wouldn't be wise. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more beyond the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so just be a hypocrite and contradict yourself to yourself. That's cool. That's okay. That's self-enhancement, self-advancement, self-growth. That's fine. That's okay. That's cool. No problem. As you see yourself disagreeing or enhancing your, when you see your present self advancing or enhancing from your prior self or previous self, that is the, the definition of growth of self, of self. You want to say, oh, I thought it was that before, but now I'm thinking that it's this now. Hmm. I'm going to build on that. That's okay. That's great. That's where you want to be. Talking a lot, yo. Shut me up. Shut me up. If anyone wants to chime in, feel free. Um, Hit star six. If you want to add to the conversation, if you have any questions, comments, anything, um, you're welcome to. And if anyone listens to this after the fact, um, feel free, can send an email um, beyond words and expression at Gmail, or you can um, leave a message on Anchor. If you tune in straight through Anchor, you can um, leave mm-hmm. a message through that. So. Yeah, but if not, I don't, I don't see anyone in the um, in the queue or anything. Um, I'm not like, well, this nigga talked a whole bunch right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Sometimes I get, hear, get tired of hearing my own damn voice. Well, I get tired of looking at my own damn image sometimes. Huh? 
So I think we kind of stressed it almost to two hours, 220 minutes pretty much. Just about almost, possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, um, I just wanted to get it out. Just the topic for today at this moment. So I can move on to other topics that I have in mind. That was also juggling as well. Nevertheless, this was a relevant and important topic to touch upon. And um, I'm glad it's out the way and in the forefront. Now we can move on. We'll be back next Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. What's that? What's that? March first. So that'll be seven days from now, March eighth. Okay. Can't be back March eighth. <laughs> next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And until then, you already know. All things remain in continuation. As always, in all ways, one, zero, 